Best in our Bill of Rights is the freedom to hear uncensored ideas and opinions, to think your own thoughts, and to say what's on your mind. We couldn't have liberty without it. Now, more than ever, it's good to spout off, to listen, debate, and participate. Here's your host of Spouting Off, commentator, columnist, and all-around rabble-rouser, Karen Cataline. Ah, such lively, happy music. It always it just puts a shot in my arm when I hear that Bizet's Carmen, because it means it's time to spout off. Yes, sirree. And, you know, spouting off used to be such a negative thing. I To some people, it still is. But what it means, just so you know, is to speak uncensored, to stop censoring yourself. Sure, we believe in diplomacy and we can employ it when we want, but spouting off means that you say what's on your mind unfettered by people who are intolerant of dissent. Okay, so that's why our show is called Spouting Off. It is amazing what an extraordinary, I guess you could call it an embarrassment of riches uh, for the amount of just plain stuff that is going on right now in, uh, you'd say, the middle of May 2022. I mean, we're a little past that. But um, I was enchanted in a not exactly positive way, but I, I, I found an article that expressed so many of my thoughts lately, but I'll give you mine in a short form. In the Federalist, and I did try to get her on the air, but I want to give her uh, just a total shout out. Her name is Joy Pullman, and she, writing for the Federalist, she wrote an article called "If Biden Were Trying to Destroy America, He'd Do Nothing Differently." He would do nothing differently. Now, as a talk show host, I have the pleasure and the honor to interview lots of pundits, mostly conservative, because liberals won't come on the air. And most of them take issue by issue by issue, and they usually attribute the best of intentions to our opposition. They attribute, well, he's incompetent. My God, he doesn't even know his own name, Biden, or where he is. Has to, he's wandering the White House. I call him the presidential potted plant. But it's more than that. To attribute incompetence to someone uh, or to people who are pulling the strings, whoever that is, I just call them the whomevers, is to give them much more of the benefit of the doubt than they deserve. That doesn't mean that people who support them doing these things uh, are intentionally trying to destroy America. It does mean, however, that we have to be honest about the policies that are being employed. And Joy Pullman writes this. Everything the Biden White House does seems designed to make everything in the nation worse, not better. Gee, go figure. Have you noticed that, too? Just look over at Biden's economic policy, which consists of sitting astride a dangerously inflationary economy and insisting that what we need is hundreds of billions of dollars more in deficit spending. Now, I bring this up to you because I I reference the fact that I uh, 
have the pleasure of interviewing lots of pundits who act as if, God love them all, act as if this is accidental. And there are times when I just want to say, and I think Joy Pullman knows it, this writer at The Federalist. Now hear this. It is deliberate. Now, that doesn't mean Biden necessarily is pulling all these strings, because I think if you watch him, you will see that he is the mouthpiece, and sometimes he can't even say uh, the policy with a teleprompter, and he messes it up. We know this. What a, what contempt for America and American jurisprudence and American sensibilities to put such a person up um, as, as leader of the free world. I mean, I, I think it's fairly obvious at this point that there are people pulling those strings. I'm not sure Biden understands the policies that he is touting, but he is most certainly, he and, and the Biden family are have shown a level of corruption. In fact, not only them, but uh, Congress in general, that they're willing to go along. Now, further, what I want to mention here is that Joy Pullman says this. Uh, Hang on a minute. Deliberate destruction. Uh, What she says is, how come the Republicans, many of them in Congress, never do any pushback from all this deficit spending or uh, policies that are indefensible if you're trying to protect the interests of the United States of America. How can you defend doing business with Iran, sworn enemies of the United States? Um, How can you defend Afghanistan? We won't go down that route because it's heartbreaking. And I submit to you, ladies and gentlemen, that it is deliberate. The policies are deliberate. And did anybody vote for these policies? Uh, Why is it important, really, to characterize it and to recognize that what is going on in this country today is deliberate? Because attributing good intentions to people who have none has a tendency to kind of blindside you. And if nothing else, it's good to be prepared. It's a attempting to be prepared. People who sit on a jury look at circumstantial evidence and eventually look at a pattern of behavior and say, wait a minute, this person had motive and opportunity to commit the crime. Should we make broad brush generalities as the left does about conservatives, white men, Christians, Trump supporters, people of faith, Americans who still revere personal responsibility and the like? Uh, No, we don't make broad generalizations about everybody who has jumped on this bandwagon of global socialism, democratic socialism. And by the way, there's nothing democratic about socialism at all. Nothing. But here we have an attack on the most important principles that we hold dear, including protecting children from pornography, censoring dissent, categorizing people as if they all march. You know, remember when the left talked about racist stereotypes? Well, they engage in bigoted 
stereotypes all the time, and it is for political purposes. They want to characterize their political opponents, not just as evil now, but believe it or not, hard to believe, domestic terrorists. That too, ladies and gentlemen, is deliberate. It isn't just, you know, laughing it off that they call parents who disagree with putting pornography on the library shelves of public schools for grade schoolers. It is so brazen and in your face. It's deliberate. So the question in our last couple of minutes before we come up with some terrific guests is, what the heck are we supposed to do about all that? Now, I'm not going to make a broad brush prescription because it would insult your intelligence, so I'm not going to do that. But I struggle, as you do, with the curse of awareness. I'm, if you're listening to this program, you're probably, I'm not telling you anything you don't know. You may have disagreements about the motive, but you know something is wrong. You know that, as Joy Pullman says, if Biden were trying to destroy America, and the people directing him are, that's my editorial (laughs) inculcation there, he'd do nothing different than what he's doing right now. Inflation, they almost rub their hands with glee about food shortages. We know that every communist regime in history has tried to mess with the food and supply chain of the people that they want to control and subjugate. I want to, uh, I asked you the question, what do we do about it? Well, I must, I feel uh, obligated to say, I feel a, a motivation to say that the good news is that it's all out in the open. Ladies and gentlemen, we see it. Not everybody sees it in the same way because we're not the people that need everybody to march and goose step, but we see it. It is out there. Uh, a meme that I would encourage you. It's at my website, uh, my Facebook page too. And it says this, at no point in history have the people forcing others into compliance been the good guys. That is the important thing to remember. If they're forcing you, they ain't the good guys. We're going to take a quick break. You're listening to Spouting Off here on the KRN Radio Network. And we'll be right back after this. Hello, I'm Mike Bendell, inventor of MyPillow. Thanks to your support, you've helped make MyPillow become one of the fastest growing companies in America. Over the last 12 years, you've helped MyPillow create thousands of jobs right here in the USA. Every MyPillow is made with passion here in my home state of Minnesota to ensure you get the best sleep of your life. One of the things that I really like about MyPillow is the support. It gives my neck a little hug. I've never slept better in my life. What's better than a great night's sleep? Call or go online to take advantage of my best offer ever. For a limited time, when you use your promo code, you can get premium my pillows regularly $69.98, now only $29.98. With our 60-day money-back guarantee, you have nothing to lose. Sleep well, America! Call 1-800-867-0416 and use the promo code RAM, R-A-M. That's 1-800-867-0416 and use the promo code RAM. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. 
Do you have a secret that's been bothering you? Have you been wondering if what you're thinking or feeling is normal? Is there someone with whom you've needed to clear the air, but you haven't been able to find the right words? Maybe you need an objective opinion from someone other than one of your friends or family members. Ask Aunt Emma. She's a former therapist who will give you terrific advice. But whatever you decide to do is always up to you. That's right. Get anonymous, private, and confidential advice on matters of communication, love, and life. Find Ask Aunt Emma on Facebook or at liveadvice.com. That's facebook.com slash askandemma or go to liveadvice.com. And you can connect with Ask Aunt Emma directly at an affordable rate per minute. Ask Aunt Emma. The rest is up to you. People do some pretty cool things in their 40s and 50s. Why should saving for retirement be any different? I mean, they go back to college. Learn new instruments. Start skateboarding. Okay, maybe that one's not for everybody, but saving for retirement is. With aceyourretirement.org, you can get on track with your retirement savings no matter your age. Just have a three-minute chat with Avo, the friendly digital retirement coach from AARP. You'll get personalized recommendations based on your input that are easy to understand and work with your lifestyle. It's quick, easy, and free. Plus, it's sponsored by AARP, so you know they got your back. Gnarly move, Dad. Thanks, sweetie. So wherever you are in your retirement savings journey, head to aceyourretirement.org and start chatting with Avo today. That's aceyourretirement.org. A message from AARP and the Ad Council. Wake up and text. Text and eat. Mm -mm. Text and catch the bus. Text and miss your stop. Wait, 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 wait. Text and be late to work. Sorry, I'm late. Text and work. Text and pretend to work. Text and act surprised when someone calls you out for not working. Who, me? Text and meet up with a friend you haven't seen in forever. Hi. Oh, hey. Text and complain that they're on their phone the whole time. Text and listen to them complain that you're on your phone the whole time. Ugh. Text and whatever. But when you get behind the wheel, give your phone to a passenger. Put it in the glove box. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A public service announcement brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Karen Cataline got her parents to name her Karen before she was born so she could grow up to be a punchline. Now here's more spouting off with Karen Cataline. And welcome back, everyone, to Spouting Off. I love that one. I don't know who thought that one up. <laughs> um, we're going to just go right to our first guest because we have a limited amount of time with him. He is a longtime friend, always comes uh, to the rescue when he can, when I need a last minute guest. In this case, I did, but he's always a pleasure to have on his name. He is former state senator of my former home state. It's always going to be my home state, Colorado, Ted Harvey. Uh, he is chairman of the committee to defeat the president at stopjoe.com. He also served as a White House staffer under President, president Ronald Reagan, and he knows good stuff. 
Welcome, Ted Harvey, to Spouting Off. Well, thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. Well, so I called you this morning while you were jogging. You're a better man than me. (laughs) (laughs) And it's a little chilly in Colorado this morning. Yes, yes. I'm happy that I don't know that right now. Uh, But Ted, you know, I I brought you on partly because this is wrapping up a week of the primaries. And of course, there are some races I still am not sure if we know the uh, answer to. And I wanted to get your sort of open take on the primaries and the results, because the left couches everything, everything under the sun, including the sun coming up in the morning, about whether it helps or hurts Donald Trump. What say you? Well, certainly it helps Donald Trump. Um, I think he was probably, uh, I don't know, 97 and three, something like that, across the country over the summer's primaries, and there's still many to go. Um, I think that he is consolidating the Republican Party in, into a uh, conservative America first uh, coalition of uh, elected officials that from the state Senate, from the U.S. Senate to Congress to governors, all the way down to uh, school board election. And if you are a Republican or a Democrat and you are not an America first uh leader, you are going to be thrown out uh, of office or not get elected in an open seat. So, um, yeah, I think it was a very, very good couple months for the president. And um, I think moving forward, he has endorsed very strong candidates that uh, will be very successful in the November election. I think the Republicans are going to win in a tidal wave in November. And that will set up a, a, an interesting situation for him to decide whether he wants to run for president in 2024 based on the outcomes of these elections. From your mouth to God's ears, Ted Harvey, um, I ask you this all the time. I don't know if I should ask you again, but that's if we have even remotely honest elections. Sometimes I think the left is really, really scared, and that's good news. (laughs) Uh, Sometimes I think they are this brazen and this brash and this obvious, oh, I don't know, like their move to uh, uh, create a disinformation uh, government arm, which is wholly unconstitutional and which they backtracked on, thank God. Um, if, if they are, uh, worried, that's good. Or if they're brazen, it means maybe they think they have this thing wrapped up. Uh, you don't think they have it wrapped up, do you? Definitely not. I think that, um, well, it's a a rather lengthy answer, but no, I don't think they have it wrapped up. I think that they, they won't be able to lie, cheat, and steal and have the FBI, the CIA working with them to undermine um, the, the Trump campaign or, or the election process the way they did over the last six years. But I do believe that the state legislatures, Republican state legislatures and governors across the country have been tightening up their election laws in Georgia and Arizona and Nevada. And um, my, my hope is, is that what we saw in the 2020 election will not be happening this time around because now 40 states out there actually do require photo IDs where in the past it was pretty um, loosey-goosey and how people were able to fraudulently be able to vote. Ted, isn't that racist photo ID? I mean, you need a photo ID to 
rent a car, to get a hotel, and yeah, photo ID. How terrible. You know, to me, it's, it's funny. I, I, to me, it, it's clearly smacks of a motive of people that don't want fair elections, doesn't it? If, if, um, if you want all-mail in ballots, and we know that all-mail in ballots like they have in Colorado is uh, ripe with, for election fraud, and they hate that, I don't know. It kind of is, as, again, circumstantial evidence that they don't have the best of intentions, right? Well, yes, to both your, your insinuations there. You know, I, <laughs> as a state legislator here in Colorado, I carried a photo ID bill on numerous occasions, and the Democrats were always coming in and saying that's racism because um, it's, it's going to hurt minorities and their ability to vote, which in and of itself, that comment is racist to imply that if you are a person of color, you don't have the ability to know where the DMV is and go down and get a driver's license or government-issued ID. That is racist in and of itself. Um, But then I think they aren't going to have the cover of the coronavirus situation to be pushing photo, uh, I mean, uh, all-mail ballots in states that um, didn't have the mechanisms in place to manage all-mail ballots and in states where it was unconstitutional. And I think if you see, I think it was Wisconsin just yesterday, the Supreme Court did rule that having all-mail ballots is, is a violation of their state's constitution and they cannot do that moving forward. You have to actually mail in a request for an absentee ballot. Um, exactly. So I don't think you're going to have this massive amount of all-mail ballots being sent out like you did in the 2020 election. And um, after what we learned in the 2000 Mule uh, documentary that Dinesh D'Souza put together, we Correct. need to outlaw all-mail ballots all across the country because that is the way they are able to fraudulently vote hundreds, if not hundreds of thousands, of fraudulent ballots and um, overcome Trump's massive lead in the 2020 election. And just here in Colorado, I think they've been doing it for years. Touche. Listen, Ted, we only have a minute. I want to give you that time to talk about uh, Stop Biden. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. It is. Stopjoe.com. Stopjoe.com. Tell us what you're doing at the committee to defeat the president, to help the cause for honest elections and a return to, oh, I don't know, constitutional government in this country? <laughs> yeah, that would be nice, wouldn't it? Yeah, um, wouldn't well, it? We, we are on the cutting edge of pushing back against the Biden administration and against the radical left that have taken over the Democrat Party and therefore our federal government. Um, and we are raising money. We're airing commercials. We're backing candidates to make sure that we do take back the majority of the United States Senate so that it stops the radical leftist agenda from moving forward. And we're getting involved in the Georgia election and probably the Arizona and Nevada elections. And um, we've we've got to at least win one seat back, and I think we will. And um, so if, if anybody wants to go to our website, check out what we're doing and they can hit that donation page and donate to the efforts. That would be much appreciated. Very quickly, uh, what should we look for in the primaries to come? Because uh, we certainly had a contentious one in Pennsylvania. Are there others that we need to be uh, paying attention to real quick? 
Well, I think those were the most contentious ones. Obviously, Georgia uh, with Herschel Walker, that's going to be an important race, but I think he's got that uh, wrapped up. I don't think we have to worry about that one. Um, so that, that's really the race that my pack is going to be focusing on is, is the Georgia race first and foremost because we want to make sure that Herschel gets across the finish line and, and we're able to take that stake and, and hold a lot of Republican races that are that are up for grabs as well. But I think we're going to well, take back the Senate, and I think we'll take back the House overwhelmingly as well. That's great. Ted Harvey, you hear that music? Always a pleasure to have you. You can go back for your run now. <laughs> we appreciate it. Uh, stop <laughs> Thank Joe. Thank you. I appreciate it. God bless. Stopjoe.com is his website. We will be back with one of my favorite rabbis. Stay tuned. Are you tired of the same old snacks? Looking for something a little healthier than that bag of chips or candy bar? Even your average bag of trail mix these days is little more than peanuts, raisins, and candy-coated chocolate. Not very healthy, is it? Allow me to introduce you to White Mountain Munchies. Made from 100% all-natural ingredients, White Mountain Munchies combines unique flavors with nutritional value that will tingle your taste buds and strengthen and sustain your overall health and wellness. Eating good never tasted so good. From Maggie's Maple Madness to Hannah's Heavenly Harvest, Grayson's Getaway Goodies, and our limited edition Christmas blend, Jacoby's Jolly Jumble, White Mountain Munchies offers nutritious and delicious snacks that the whole family is sure to love. Pick yours up now through our easy-to-use online store at whitemountainmunchies.com. White Mountain Munchies, non-GMO when you're on the go. Share healthcare? How can I help? I missed the deadline. Um, what deadline? The healthcare deadline. I'm locked out. We don't have any deadlines at Share Healthcare. You can enroll with us at any time. Oh, but can I afford it? Share Healthcare programs start at one forty nine a month. Less than five dollars a day. Can I keep my doctor? Absolutely. Pick your own doctor and hospital. Amazing. How do I join? Just visit ShareHealthcare.com. ShareHealthcare.com. Hey, so what's a great way to spread awareness that driving high is illegal everywhere? A catchy song, of course. You can run, or you can't drive high. You can run, or you can't drive high. Friendly reminder, don't drive high. If you feel different, you drive different. Brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. The Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council present the story of Tom and Levi. Tom is the smartest man I know. He's been a professor at two major universities, been a teacher for over 40 years. One day, he told me that he was having um, problems in his classes. I think one of the students had asked the question and he didn't remember the answer. And I also noticed that he was letting his class out earlier than they were supposed to let out. And he was telling them that he was doing it as a favor to them, but I think in reality, he just wanted to get out of there. Um, I was really starting to worry because I saw something was wrong. Levi and I talked about how it would change our lives, but he was there beside me, and my love for him was just immense. When something feels different, it could be Alzheimer's. Now is the time to talk. Visit alz.org slash stories to learn more. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council. Wouldn't it be great if life came with remote control? 
You know, you could hit pause when you needed to, or hit rewind, like that time you knocked down that wasp's nest, Uh or that time you forgot to roll up your windows in the car wash. Fantastic. Yeah, a remote control would have come in handy then. Well, life doesn't always give you time to change the outcome. But pre-diabetes does. With early diagnosis and a few healthy changes like managing your weight, getting active, stopping smoking, and eating healthier, you can stop pre-diabetes before it leads to type 2 diabetes. It's easy to learn your risk. Take the one-minute test today at doihaveprediabetes.org. Life doesn't come with a remote control. So you're on your own with the wasps. You have the power to take control of pre-diabetes. Visit doihaveprediabetes.org today. That's doihaveprediabetes.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its pre-diabetes awareness partners. Your daughter doesn't want to talk about why her room is a horrible mess. Your son doesn't want to talk about why he's wearing mismatching socks. Your spouse doesn't want to talk about their bad haircut. Families don't have to talk about everything, but they should talk to plan for an emergency. Pack basic supplies in a go bag, water, canned food, flashlights, batteries, medical supplies, IDs, and some cash. Talk about where you'll meet in case you lose one another. And of course, don't forget to pack the dog treats. Talk to your family and make an emergency plan. Go to nyc.gov slash readyny or call 311 to make your family's emergency plan. Brought to you by New York City Emergency Management and the Ad Council. Karen Cataline puts the Judeo in Judeo-Christian. Now back to Spouting Off. (laughs) Well, I did not plan that that uh, we're about to welcome a one of my favorite rabbis. And we heard the bumper coming in. I put the Judeo in Judeo-Christian. <laughs> but here we go. Uh, I am delighted to welcome Rabbi Yitzhak David Smith, who from his website, his uh, explanation, and you can go there at rabbismith.org, is he became a rabbi to learn the truth and teach the truth. Then he became a lawyer to help others speak the truth. He also studied molecular biology, virology, and infectious diseases at none other than, are you sitting down, the University of California at Berkeley. He delivers Torah sermons and teaches live classes at Beis Chabad, in Passaic Clifton, New Jersey, and he does classes for Jews and non-Jews alike. alike. Welcome, Rabbi David Smith, to Spouting Off. Thank you. It's good to be here. It's good to have you, Rabbi. Uh, Now, the reason I invited you on right now, because there's lots of things, boy, oh boy, we could do a couple of hours and... uh, uh, it's, it's, uh, we don't have a monopoly on debate and dissent, but I don't know if you didn't allow us to debate and dissent, uh, we might, we might, uh, not be able to talk. <laughs> and so that's why we love talking and debating the issues. But this past week, there was something that got you going and you sent out an email and it was a group of extremely liberal, we say, reformed Jews 
National Council of Jewish Women, a whole bunch of Jewish organizations that conducted a rally in Union Square um, and west of the Capitol building um, called the Jewish Rally for Abortion Justice. Now, because I have a lot of friends who know I'm Jewish and I'm not a liberal, they sent me something of a woman holding a baby and holding a sign that said, abortion is kosher. This got you going and you wanted to go out and start talking about it because they're not speaking for all of us. So I'm going to just let you have the floor and talk about this rally and what you think of it. Well, am I allowed to start by screaming? Yeah, you can. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, that's we exactly what I feel to... like doing. <laughs> that's exactly what I hear. I feel like doing when I hear these descriptions. It's it's so uh, debased, and unfortunately, in the war against God and the war against humanity as a whole, this um, really a, a terrible distortion of what God's vision is, and it's, it's being used to um, try to confuse people and try to get people away from the real truth. And, you know, it's, it's, we're living in a tragedy across the board because family size is already down to two kids. That's really a conscious decision by parents not to have so many kids and not to get married at all, not to have children. And then those that still want to have children, we have, you know, massive sterilization campaigns all across the world paid with U.S. money. And then abortions. We're talking about 70 million abortions per year. Um, in the time it's going to take me to finish the sentence, that's 133 murders occurring. And what they're now doing is they're trying to say that this is something that's proved by Judaism, and it's just completely, absolutely false. We have to scream out against it, because it's, it's not what God's intention is. Yes. Well, for a long time, Jews of variety of observances have said that they don't agree with the Christian theology. Let's just address this head on, and then we'll get to the liberal reform Jews, which, as Dennis Prager is famous for saying, are not practicing Judaism, they're practicing liberalism. So we'll set that aside and ask a bona fide rabbi, what is the Jewish view on abortion, and how, if any, does it differ from what we know from the Christian perspective? Well, let's start with the overall picture over here. If we turn to the book of Genesis, and we go to chapter 9, and it says, After the flood, and God blessed Noah and his sons, and he said to them, Be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth. So there's a command. There's actually two commandments, to be fruitful and to multiply, that apply to all the people of the world. And that applies to the Jewish people and to the non-Jewish people. And those are positive commandments to literally fill the earth, meaning to say every spot in the earth should be filled with, you know, teeming with beautiful human beings. Um, that said right there clearly in, in chapter 9, verse 1. Uh, and then it goes on to say that um, in verse 6, whoever sheds the blood of a man, and it says, ba'adam, meaning to say the blood of a man in an ad- man is blood will be... Um, Built, meaning it's a capital crime, he'll be executed. Why? Because he was made in the image of God Almighty. So, meaning to say, a person who commits murder, including 
murdering someone that's inside someone else, meaning a fetus. Literally, it says, One who spills the blood of a man inside another man. Okay, and the Torah, when it refers to man in the general context, is referring to a human being. Um, that because Adam was created with his wife, um, that this, this is a capital crime. And why is it a capital crime? Because every human being is ca- created in God Almighty's image. That's what it says there specifically, meaning to say we do not agree with the social contract uh, suggestion that we don't kill each other because we might end up getting killed. No, the reason we don't kill another person is because they're created in God Almighty's image, and therefore it's forbidden to kill them. Now, mm-hmm. The next verse says, uh, verse 7 says, Again, and you will be fruitful and multiply, swarm upon the earth and multiply thereupon. And the, why is it repeated twice, this commandment to be fruitful and multiply? Because the first time is a blessing, and the second time is a commandment is saying to us very clearly that God Almighty is interposing the commandment against murder to tell us that if we're not busy bringing children into the world, then we are, our work is comparable to murder. Meaning to say, from the outset, our job is to bring more beautiful human beings into the world without calculations, knowing that the world is meant to be filled with beautiful human beings. So then we see that there's a positive commandment, and the negative commandment is to do anything that's going to prevent that from happening. And then it rises to an even more intense level, that if a person actually kills another human being, then they are, it's a, it's a capital crime. And the Rambam, the, the Maimonides, in his compilation of all Jewish law, in the Mishnah Torah it's called, in the King, Laws of Kings, in chapter 9, verse uh, Halacha, meaning Law 4, says that a non-Jew who kills someone, even a fetus in his mother's womb, is executed. Meaning to say, there's already been discussed earlier in the Laws of Murder that a Jew is forbidden to kill anybody and including to kill a, a fetus. But in addition, it's a specific commandment incumbent upon the non-Jews, directly from the Torah, from God Almighty on Mount Sinai, that a non-Jew is not allowed to kill a fetus. Rabbi, and we only have a couple minutes before... Sure. I apologize for having to interrupt. We only have a couple minutes before we have to take a break, but we are privileged to have you for most of the final segment here because we're tackling pretty big stuff in a short amount of time. Um, Let's ask the short question now. It's a big question. And when we cut back, I want you to talk about the the life of the mother argument uh, that is often brought up. Uh, The Jewish view is that we believe that the life of the mother has to prevail in the case of a, 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 a terrible choice between both, which isn't very common today. Um, uh, but we're not looking at a theocracy here, so we're not expecting everybody to agree with us, but the, the, the idea, the very idea of portraying abortion as kosher is really a, a, uh, an abomination to Judaism, isn't it? It's abomination to Judaism, it's abomination to God and to every human being to lie to them that way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I kind of took a detour there because we need to take a break and I don't want to have to interrupt you <laughs> again. 
Um, very quickly, uh, let's see. I got actually, I have a minute and a half. I, I jumped a little too soon. So let's give your website because you actually do teach uh, Jews and non Jews alike. And so people can find more about what you do at rabbismith.com. Isn't, uh, excuse me, rabbismith.org, right? Uh, what yes, else will correct. they find there? What else will they? Uh, we have a lot of classes. We have um, a lot of learning materials. We have uh, references to authentic Torah sources um, that will help There's guide a person the music. to learn. I what was to... waiting for. <laughs> Sorry about that. I jumped ahead. Uh, we are going to be back with Rabbi Yitzchok David Smith talking about well, what do Jews believe about abortion? And no, it's not kosher. <laughs> we'll be back with him and more on Spouting Off. Stay tuned. Do you have a secret that's been bothering you? Have you been wondering if what you're thinking or feeling is normal? Is there someone with whom you've needed to clear the air, but you haven't been able to find the right words? Maybe you need an objective opinion from someone other than one of your friends or family members. Ask Aunt Emma. She's a former therapist who will give you terrific advice. But whatever you decide to do is always up to you. That's right. Get anonymous, private, and confidential advice on matters of communication, love, and life. Find Ask Aunt Emma on Facebook or at liveadvice.com. That's facebook.com slash askandemma or go to liveadvice.com. And you can connect with Ask Aunt Emma directly at an affordable rate per minute. Ask Aunt Emma. The rest is up to you. Hello, I'm Mike Vendell, inventor of MyPillow. Thanks to your support, you've helped make MyPillow become one of the fastest growing companies in America. Over the last 12 years, you've helped MyPillow create thousands of jobs right here in the USA. Every MyPillow is made with passion here in my home state of Minnesota to ensure you get the best sleep of your life. One of the things that I really like about MyPillow is the support. It gives my neck a little hug. I've never slept better in my life. What's better than a great night's sleep? Caller, go online to take advantage of my best offer ever. For a limited time, when you use your promo code, you can get premium My Pillows regularly $69.98, now only $29.98. With our 60-day money-back guarantee, you have nothing to lose. Sleep well, America! Call 1-800-867-0416 and use the promo code RAM, R-A-M. That's 1-800-867-0416 and use the promo code RAM. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. Look through your children's eyes and you'll see the true magic of a forest. It's a storybook world for them. You look and see a tree. They see the wrinkled face of a wizard with arms outstretched to the sky. They see treasure in pebbles. They see a windy path that could lead to adventure. When they discover the forest, their imagination is inspired by the smell of pine, the crunch of leaves beneath their feet, the sound of birds calling out for attention. And they see you, their fearless guide through this fascinating forest world. You are the hero in this book. This is a memory being made. This is what they will laugh about years from now. These are the roots, grounding and nourishing them. 
Find a forest near you and start exploring at discovertheforest.org. Then look through your children's eyes and discover the magic all around you. That's discovertheforest.org, brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. Put a frog in a pot of boiling water and it'll jump right out. But put a frog in a pot of cool water and slowly heat it up, that frog will boil. As a metaphor for us and all that we go through as veterans, it's a story that rings true. We learn to endure the heat in silence. We apply what we learn to life, the bills, the job, the family, things we're expected to handle with ease. When life heats up around us, we just try to stay afloat. We let the water boil. Reaching out isn't easy, but you've never been interested in easy. You join because you are not afraid of hard work. You are not a frog. If you or a veteran you know needs support, don't wait until the water boils. Reach out. Find resources at va.gov reach. That's va.gov reach. Brought to you by the United States Department of Veterans Affairs and the Ad Council. What is dedication? I am the father of a nine-year-old little girl and a six-year-old little boy. And I find fatherhood both relentlessly challenging and relentlessly rewarding. My daughter is biological and my son is adopted. I love them both so much. From the morning when you wake up to putting them to bed at night and every moment in between, it really is so special. And boy, is it exhausting. One thing that I fear about being a parent is the future for my children. I think a parent's job is to protect our children, but also prepare them for the world so they become good, kind human beings. But I'm also hopeful that the future holds a more inclusive and compassionate world for them. That's dedication. Find out more at fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Sign up for Karen's newsletter and read her columns at KarenCataline.com. Now back to Spouting Off with Karen Cataline. Welcome back, everyone, to Spouting Off. We're delighted to be able to do Spouting Off Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays. Just go to my website, KarenCataline.com, and find out where you can listen live, and then you can listen to the podcast as well. Uh, I, as a, a bit of a unicorn and a Jewish conservative, I'm often asked, why are Jews so liberal? Well, I can't give that monologue today. One of the problems is that very liberal Jews tend to be more outspoken. So when we find a conservative, observant, orthodox rabbi who's willing to speak out on such issues, whether it's COVID, uh, which is... Um, something Rabbi Smith has spoken up at great length. It's always a pleasure, and we need your voice, Rabbi Smith. Thank you for staying with us. Thank you for being here. Thank you for airing the truth. Uh, Well, and we need your voice. Uh, One of the questions I get a lot is, what's the Jewish view on the life of the mother question on abortion, and how... Uh, how can people understand that in a way that makes sense to them? Because differences are fine. Misrepresentation of what we're watching now is not fine. The Torah prohibits murder, and that's an absolute prohibition. In a very 
unique case where if someone is being attacked by someone else, then a person can act in self-defense. It's no longer murder because he's defending his life against an attacker. So that's called self-defense. The Torah allows a very, very narrow exception. If a mother is in the middle of pregnancy, and God forbid the pregnancy itself, the, the fetus, is causing an imminent danger to her life, that that fetus is then considered like a, an attacker, and the mother's life is giving, given precedence, and she has the option to choose to abort it if it's going to mean, lead to her death, if she does not. That's an extremely, extremely rare case. And what has happened is that the, these pro-murder activists are trying to distort and uh, take a tiny opening that's meant to save the mother's life and turn it intentionally and deceptively per- and pervert it into something that's now somehow meant to say a mother could abort whenever she wants. That's clearly not the situation, not the case. Just like you can't shoot someone in self-defense because it looks like or you're afraid that your life is going to become more difficult if they move into your neighborhood. Uh, that is not self-defense, nor is aborting a child just because of financial reasons or convenience reasons or career reasons or any other reason other than the absolute present dangers of the mother's life. There's no basis to allow it. Mm. That is probably the clearest and best description <laughs> that I have ever heard. Um, I have a dear friend who has dedicated her life to uh, uh, stopping abortion, and she has informed me and that uh, that today with technology, it's almost uh, uh, never ever happens that a woman's life would be threatened by childbirth, unlike what the radical left portrays, but the differences are certainly uh, there. If you're forced, like like King Solomon, to make a choice or whatever, then Torah has uh, explanations for that. Um, any further thought on that? Because then we're going to just go quickly to more about your website and the kind of teaching that you do. A lot of rabbis don't reach out to non-Jews, but you do. Uh, to educate. Uh, There's nothing better than Jews and Christians standing together for religious freedom, for liberty, and for personal responsibility. So any other final comments on the abortion question? Because you wanted to set the record straight there, didn't you? Yes, I really want to make a shout-out for another website called JewishProLifeFoundation.org. We're dedicated people. They made a counter-demonstration in Washington, D.C., and they have a lot of good materials for anyone who's confused or needs support around abortion. Um, there's a lot of good material on the JewishProLifeFoundation.org website. Um, and that's just so important for people to educate themselves so they cannot be fooled um, by these type of situations. I know there's another organization called Efrat that actually, and it's an Israeli organization that gives grants, uh, it gives um, supplies to women we're considering an abortion for financial reasons. It tries to help them um, by giving them money so that they don't, not money, but uh, giving them the supplies, the baby supplies and everything for the first year so that there should be less of a financial burden. They're very successful and have saved over 70,000 lives in Israel as a result of that work. So that's another important organization. Mm-hmm. I just want to say, I think the times that we're living in demand that observant Orthodox rabbis stop being silent. Uh, Do you agree with that? 
assessment? It's absolutely. If you read Mein Kampf by Adolf Hitler, his accusation against the Jews is that they are the social democrats, namely Marxists. Now, how could that be if most Jews were not social democrats, were not Marxists in Germany? They were not. But because they were silent and their voice was not heard loud and clear what the Torah position is against all the communism and Marxism and, and anti-life activities happening in, the, in Germany and the Weimar Republic, then he was able to mislead the German population into saying, oh, you hear those noisy uh, leftist socialists woke, uh, communist, Marxist, social democrat Jews over there, that represents the entire Jewish people. And then he was able to deceptively get everyone to be against the Jews because clearly Marxism was a danger to German society, even though Hitler himself was promoting the same result as the Marxists. But the the danger is, if we stay silent, then we allow the country that we're in to fall into decay and destruction government. And our job is to turn things around and teach people what's right and wrong. And what's right and wrong is only found and based on knowing there's a creator that gives us divine guidance that's unchanging, that's eternal, and applies in every situation. Yeah. That is the perfect place to leave it. I want to just let everybody know if you want to learn more about Rabbi Smith and his work in teaching Christians and Jews, Torah uh, and the Bible, uh, just go to rabbismith.org. Org. Thank you for joining us. we got to wrap up the show. Thank you so much, Rabbi, for joining us. Uh, you're listening to the KRN Radio Network, and this is Spouting Off. Uh, it is so important to speak your mind and to recognize uh, that uh, allowing untruth to prevail without speaking out against it is uh, is to consent, and we're not giving our consent. <laughs> Take care. We'll see you next week.